0: Welcome to the Hospitality Digital Marketing Podcast, presented by HSMAI, the Hospitality Sales and Marketing Association International, and its Digital Marketing Council. And now, your host, Lauren Gray.
2: Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to this week in Hospitality Digital Marketing. I am your host, Lauren Gray, where every week we discuss current tools, techniques, and topics associated with hospitality marketing in the digital space. And this week is no exception. Now we have been blending our Blabcasts, which are every week at twelve thirty on Blab.im, uh, with our podcast because the content has been exceptional. And rather than try to duplicate it, it's better just to drop it in as a recording to our sessions. Now our topics usually span from tools to news to techniques. And this week's session recording, unfortunately, I missed the email portion, which was our tools section of our conversation. So before we get to the recording of the Blabcast from this week, I'd like to recap a little bit of what the discussion was in relationship to email. Now, th- those of you who have done email or have not done email probably have a common uh, belief that email is a dying source of revenue, that its time has passed and that it, with all the white noise of spam and junk that's out there, gosh knows we get enough of it in our email uh, inboxes, that it has lost its effectiveness. That is not true. It is still one of the highest producing, best converting channels that you can use. Now, all these filters do create an issue, but that's because it's meant to block all the bad emails. And we all know that that's still not totally successful. So a lot of those emails that do get blocked are meant to be blocked. If you're good about whom you're sending your emails to and you've filtered them because you have an existing relationship with them as being a previous guest or customer, then by all means, the email does make it through. And if you're timely with your message and you're specific to whom you're putting it in front of, then you're going to get a great conversion. It's still one of the highest converting channels for the effort that's put into it than most other channels that you have options to. So it's something that if you've either diminished your interest in or stepped away from, it is well worth stepping back to. Now, for those of you that have not done emails before, where to start? Well, our discussions went into two tools. One was Constant Contact, MailChimp. Now, these are two platforms that can grow with you if you've not done emails before. Now, you can use them to create uh, email submission requests off of your website that you can have your webmaster, or if you're handling your own website, uh, place them on. You can also expand their usages so that you can tailor the messages because you create different data sources that allow you to target the audiences based on where you're getting the emails from. They allow a lot of latitude for you to grow. Now, it by no means is at a scale when you're dealing with multiple properties or large databases that you want a more experienced or professional hand to handle it, especially if you don't want to do it yourself. And that's where you go into services. And we discussed one that's out in the market right now called Digital Alchemy. Uh, Don Hay is the president and founder of that uh, organization, and what, there is a, what they do is a, they're an email service provider. They interface with your CRM, your consumer relationship management database, your PMS system, as it were, and they're able to uh, create pre-arrival letters, uh, de- uh, letters while you're staying, uh, post-stay letters, surveys. They're able to parse out data associated with where they got the email from so that then they can retailer the emails that are sent out for campaigns specific to people that are most interested. Um, Emails that people from drive markets can uh, respond to or those that are coming from certain feeder markets can be readdressed at the time of year that they normally come and visit for the seasonal guest traveler based on your business cycle and so forth and so on. So those were two tools we talked about that you can start for yourself. And that's great for restaurants and spas and individual places, and also single hotels, if you want to do it yourself. And there are great platforms. Then there are those that you need more professional hand to, and that is where the digital alchemy services of the world come through. So at that point, we started talking about newsworthy topics. And we jumped into at least three of the categories that I'll give you a heads up on that we went over and went into some length on. One was the proposed U.S. Senate bill and called Truth in Hotel Advertising Act of 2016. And you'll hear the discussion on it. And then, of course, what hotels can do to improve the direct booking strategies. And the conversation went into also how do you measure the attribution of what drives your direct channel? Because each attribution has its own cost value to it as well. And we touched briefly again on the ever-continuing saga of the Marriott-Starwood blending or non-blending of those two companies. So with that, we'll turn it over to the uh, Blabcast that is in session, and I hope you enjoy, and we'll talk to you at the end.
3: structured wrong oh my god here you go your booking confirmation has come back into a promotions file that's not where it should be mm-hmm. and, uh, and those things need to get thought through and tested and and it's a challenge for the hoteliers who are just trying to you know the strategy side of being relevant and saying something here is how we do it but the structural side how you deliver it and that communication is a is not just
2: a it's not a no brainer yeah, well, ex- this is where I like what Don's group
0: does for the hotel industry because they're also like having an agency so they're not just, here's a technology, go use it, you know, point you and shoot, because that's a huge mistake in
1: email. Mm-hmm. They actually guide and give design services. So mm-hmm. for a regular hotel, uh, they're better off working with like a digital alchemy than going
0: mm-hmm. a MailChimp road
2: yes. you know, or something yes. like
0: that, because they're going to not
2: make mistakes that mm-hmm.
1: are well-known.
0: The mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't have to retread right over it. And it's, it's it, what started my whole thought process on the mail stuff and talking with Don was I was looking – I mean, I constantly bring Facebook into our topics. But I, uh, their new lead gen service for advertising, I tried it last week. And, of course, one of the principal things is that if you're going to do lead gen, you've got to drive them to a particular reason. You just don't throw it out there hoping that they're just going to ask for whatever they're going to ask for. And it, it's connected to you know simplistic things like Constant Contact and MailChimp that you have to set up, well, where are these requests going to go, and what are you going to do with them, and how are you going to auto-reply them, and little details that most people aren't aware of, but, you know, and to your point, you know, if you're not able to do it yourself or you don't know enough of it to n- even know where to start for yourself, the digital alchemies of the world are, are out there, but ironically a lot of these agencies are getting swallowed up. Well, Direct got eaten up by uh, TravelClick uh, back in October, uh, ZDirect, I
4: think. Right? Direct was the complete
0: opposite of a digital alchemy. They mm-hmm. were out-of-the-box CRM and Yep. No real.
2: No support. No support at all. Yeah. You
0: bought tech. It's just like buying Salesforce.
2: Yep. Yep. Here it is. Yep. Yep. Yeah, oh and it, and it was kind of their downfall to it, too, because it did some great stuff, but you had to ask the right questions to know what to do with it. It had all the right. interfaces and the functionality, and I think Don's take of it was like, we're not those people. We're going to handle it all for you. No, we're gonna right. not going to give you access to your API interface. No, we're not going to give you, you know, <laughs> we'll do this for you because we know what the right things are to do, and we're going to tell you. So, uh, not yeah, to, you know, not to plug <laughs> digital, obviously.
3: Thing you want somebody who's kind of learning this stuff going oh here's the API yeah, let's start rewiring this yeah. stuff, this yeah. Be
2: really cool. yeah 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 <laughs> and, and have all these extra parts what <laughs> like, oh, let's <laughs> <learn> some, let's layer <laughs> in some rules and figure out oh wait now none of
1: my I don't have anybody on my email list anymore
3: because I got conflicting rules yeah
2: <laughs> That's what's up. One, one thing I did bring up with them that that it turned out to be a very po- a good thing that I had done historically was putting in uh, you know we, we we when we go travel and stuff we always go over and talk about. Signing up for all newsletters and everything because we don't want to miss anything when we're traveling, so we want to get all the newsletters we can, sign up to everything we can. But then when we get back from the trip, we still get all this junk that's coming. So the only way to stop it is to unsubscribe because there's just no other switch, it's either on or off. So I started adding an emails way back, um, where we said, you know, on the post stay letter that you would automate out, say, Hey, thanks so much for staying at the blah blah blah. Um, you know, if not only this hotel, but there's other hotels, if you're interested in any of these. When do you think you might be back? And, we, and we'll send you information then. And, and literally just put them on a pause where uh, you're seeing it now like the Hulus and the Netflix of the worlds, where you can pause your accounts for you know, rather than having yeah. to shut it off and turn it back on. Same thing with emails. Just sending uh, an email say, w- at the post date that says, hey, um, you know, when do you think you might want to know this information again? My unsubscribes went almost zero because they're like, you know right. what, I might be back. So, yeah, maybe March right. next year or something, you know. And, and, or you might be a drive market and you say, no, no, tell me about your weekend specials. You know, give them choices as to right. what they might actually want them to have the, the emails for. But again, it's just techniques and tools. But yeah, I just want to make sure we threw that into the not to forget that those are important things in the universe kind of stuff. Thanks. News topics. Are you? Hmm? Yeah. Great. News topics. What you, you threw what, a couple. What do you want to <laughs> well, <laughs> I did not know there was a Senate bill about truth and hospitality advertising uh, of 2016. You, they you they threw that out. Quite a bill yet. We'll have to go,
1: you know, put the little. Out. I'm a bill. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah uh, Sen- the schoolhouse Senator- Rock.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Senator Senator McCaskill from from Democrat from um from Missouri has has put forward something that's getting uh, pushed, and and we'll see. I mean, but uh, I think it it certainly has some merits. The way that it's it's worded is basically saying that if you're a lodging concern. And you have these mandatory fees. Anything that's a mandatory fee has to be included in the price of the price of the hotel, if it's not a government, you know, related tax, right? And so that's exactly what. Actually, um, when I was involved in the rental car industry briefly, we had forty-nine state attorney generals. somewhat convinced the rental car industry they should cut this stuff out and and provide a total, you know, a total price. And now that one included all the totals, including the taxes. So gone that way. We'll have to see how how all this um, works out.
1: But um, if you look at what happens with an airfare, you see the total airfare, which
3: again includes all the government taxes. So it, it may go that way. It may just be here's the raw price. Um, but they've got quite a few people interested. I, I think the, the groups who are interested in this happening are, are very interested Certainly, consumer groups, and that's fine. Everybody hates resort fees, mandatory hotel fees, particularly because the Super Eight in Orlando and various hotels in New York and things that are not very resorty um, <laughs> are are throwing in these fees quite cleverly. Uh, but I then the other them. side of it is the online travel agencies are interested in this because they do not get paid on right. those resort fees or thirty bucks a day. That's a nice little you know nice little vig for them. Um, the local communities who have these now, some of them, like if you, I'm going to Las Vegas next week or going to Las Vegas tomorrow, uh, they have gone through and rewritten their their little rules, saying, "Oh no, no, those are taxable at the room rate level," which certainly doesn't help the isolation of it as being different from from the core room rate. Um, so you've got you've got them involved. Um, the travel agents are definitely against it. And who is for it is kind of oh, and actually the hotel brands as well because if, again, if the ones that don't have their fees, you know, that aren't on total total revenue, that's only on room revenue, they don't have their little vig
2: cut out. So, so they're actually you
3: know against them too. Who's for it? The American Hotel and Lodging Association, and I think it's the gaming gaming association. Yeah. and that's about
0: it. So we'll see. It's it's lobbyists versus all these other groups and. Well, let's not forget the FTC has started really yes. poking their nose on this side, and this is what I think has led to this first action. Right. Is they've been looking at it quite a bit, have been trying to drum up uh, examples and how the consumers feel about it, and all of that. Yeah. You know, listen. At the point that they get in on it, you know, it's it's inevitably going to land somewhere.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. They were, yeah watching, they were trying to tack it in with a lot of the airline
3: on things that the FTC handles because it's kind of a gray area where the FTC really hasn't been playing heavily. They sent a letter out to 22 hotel groups and said, hey, this is no good. That was a couple of years ago. Yep. And now it, it's starting to resurface. Um, I was involved doing some background work and, um, with one of the groups who's, who's helping push this. And we had, um, I think it was 23 state attorney generals on a uh, on a webinar. And they all stayed, you know, talk about tracking who's staying through all the way to the They were all on Thing asking questions, <laughs> it was a pretty pretty interesting level of interest, and uh, in so we'll uh, yeah. so we'll see. But uh, yeah, it's kind of a customer yeah. hostile sort of thing, and and it's opposite of what the airlines are doing, right? The airlines are all about bag fees. Oh, you don't have a bag to check? We'll save you money. It's like, wait a second, you know, all of a sudden you have this very large industry, you know, breaking these things up, which people don't like that either. <laughs> But the hotel is going almost yeah you know, in reverse of that is uh, is probably not a good thing so we'll so we'll see.
2: Other thing that you brought up was the uh, hotel booking uh, direct booking strategies. Uh, you had an article I'm going to throw up the link for real quick on uh, as to ways to combat. The, I mean I, I find it very ironic that here we are t- uh, you know the coverage of Obama coming to Cuba and so forth and they highlighted Airbnb was going door to door. In Havana and, and in other places in Cuba to solicit people to add their extra room or whatever into the Airbnb system. And they made some right. quotes about how many thousands of rooms they had down there and so forth at the same pace that they were announcing Starwood's you know proposal to have hotels down there. You know you, you yeah. look at this race now. It's like uh, – because, of course, the infrastructure can't build fast enough for hotels. So here you have all these new places you can stay within Cuba that are Airbnb. It just—it's yeah, an but, interesting thing. I don't well, know what can. Let's let's not forget that before this whole
0: scuffle, if you want to call <laughs> it something that small, um, happened, uh, Cuba was one of the top travel destinations. You bet. Anywhere, and what's real interesting about them right now is they are a time capsule, mm-hmm. and that's only going to last for a little while. So all the early movers are looking to take advantage of the time capsule. Ironically. wiring uh by bringing in you know outside money and all of that stuff it's going to get rid of this uh, effect but still you know before we had our problems cuba was one of the top places people went mm-hmm. um, you know in, in from north america so if if i was uh if i was las vegas if i was orlando i'd be worried uh about how quickly it seems to be moving mm-hmm. um this is something that I've been saying for years. Is you know, as soon as it even starts to lighten up, you know, half of Cuba is
1: going to be Marriott, Starwood, Hilton. Mm-hmm. You know,
0: whoever can get their well, flag in the ground fast. And, and the Spanish hotel chains are already you know in there right. and, and set very very well on the all inclusive side yep. and and ready to roll. Right?
3: And, and yeah. Yep. Like keep yep. the infrastructure building up, and they are yeah, they're good. So. Yeah, it's, a, it's interesting. And uh, I think from a, a pure lobbying effort, the whole, yeah, you know, yes, keeping the time capsule intact is a big push. You saw a lot of you know, negativity on the part of, uh, you know, on, on CNN and Fox and those guys going, oh, well, who's with Obama? Look at this, Marriott and Starwood. They're going to kill it. And that's not great for the hotel, you know, these no. big evil corporations. Right. Uh, yeah, so that's, uh, yeah, it's going to be a, an interesting thing. But on the book direct side, I think it's a. Uh, some some interesting things going on there with offering discounts to your most loyal customers, um, which is you know at least traditionally were your highest yielding customers. But um, even beyond that, there are now some uh, some things. And actually, I, I think you need to log in to get there. But um, the company Dime, which is a yeah. a, a travel industry kind of newsletter site, um, has some interesting uh, um, perspective hotel groups now cutting travel agency commissions. So this was designed for online travel agencies and say yes, if then Aston, the guys got very uh, very interested in, oh, does this apply? You don't want them booking to traditional travel agents. The hotel company, I oh, no, no, no. But reportedly Hilton may be cutting their travel agency commission on these direct bookings um, on the rate plan to 5% from 10%, which is uh, interesting. And Marriott has already done their preferred agency program. If right. you're a preferred agent, you get the full ten percent. If you're not, you get eight percent. So I see this very interesting um, intersection um, without a traffic light at this point. <laughs> um, with people traveling at high speed between kind of commission payments, you've got channels, you've got rate plans, you've got frequent guest programs, and they're all coming to coming to collide in the middle um, without necessarily a strategy. Thank good you, Robert. For Sorry, space. you're on Facebook so Live. And I didn't see your comment till now. Thank
2: you.
0: What I, what I think is interesting is, is you know, they've actually had the ability to do this
2: this whole time. Yes. Because if you actually look at what the uh, the parity agreements were on, it was yeah. on unqualified rates. Right.
0: Absolutely. Uh, so being a member of an honors program, or you know, or Marriott's program, or any of that stuff, that instantly is a qualified rate. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's yeah. you have to go through sharing quite a bit of data uh, accepting the fact you're going to get, you know, constant communication.
4: <laughs> you are know, basically cracking emails. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: so I don't understand why it took, uh, this massive renegotiation to get here because they could have been doing this the entire time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think the reason why so much noise is being made about it right now is they're trying to change perception. So perception still is, which drives me insane that, uh, the OTAs have the best prices. Right. Um, You know, if the
1: OTAs have the best prices, you're doing your job wrong as a revenue manager. Yep. Uh, Yep. You know, full
0: stop. Uh, The only time the OTA should have a better price is like what we talked about last week where, oops, forgot to fill, you know, a third of my inventory on Thursday of next week. And, you know, I need to. Mm -hmm. Um, So those are extenuating circumstances. But still, that's, again, hardly considered an unqualified rate. That's a last minute, you know, Special uh, issue. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I
2: I think it's smart that they're doing it. I've always thought the brand should do it. The brand
0: should see themselves as an OTA, especially now as they're going asset light. You're an OTA and a tech company and a marketing agency. Mm-hmm. Okay, I mean, that's that's really what it is. Oh, and a training group. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So if you look at that, then you should act like one, and you have the opportunity to you have a membership no different than triple a's or anything like that you have the ability to do a qualified
2: rate and that qualified rate should be published why not mm-hmm. everyone knows what
0: the triple a discount is at
2: any hotel the last one even though not triple <laughs> <laughs> right, a exactly it's a walk rate um, that's all it is it's a walking rate <laughs> right right um so why not uh, why
0: not do this and, uh, and then the idea of um commissions on that i agree that they should not pay as heavy of a commission to travel agents that want to book that rate. Why? Because that rate is for someone who's loyal. right? So if your person is loyal, you're bringing me someone that I can already get. So you didn't really sell me. You may have sold the area that my hotel's at, uh,
1: but it's only one of my hotels. Mm-hmm. So should they really have to pay uh, the, full, the full boat in commission? So I, yeah. I, I,
2: I think gre- everyone's trying to make it more than it is but it's something they should have been doing this whole time yeah no i, I agree with you and it, it, it's true with it too so like all they did was stand in the way just about the time the transaction was going to happen you just helped with the awareness i it, i didn't paste the whole thing in the uh the outline to everybody that we sent out on the email today but what strikes me is that i, I just finished uh, getting quoted in an article for geo uh, uh geo marketing which i was a, it's a pretty neat website i didn't really know much about them until i got quoted they interviewed me and stuff but but they were going through the membership thing. Like, is membership dead and so forth? And, Ed, to your point about they could have been doing this all along, I think that that all brands have really screwed up and have perpetually screwed up their membership relationship programs for eons. They put the carrot on the stick, always just a little too far in the hopes yep. that you know people keep loyal to it. And now they're getting pushback because the demographics have changed. You know, we say millennials. Again, I hate that classification. But as the, the youth that are growing into the market, come in. They don't want this long-term attribution model built out of the 60s that said if I spend enough, which ironically is just past where I usually would spend, I might get a free bottle of water. They want immediate gratification. So now looking at the list that Robert you sent over, like Hilton talks about exclusive discounts. Duh! If I'm willing to sign up with you, I should have already been getting that crap. You know, instant benefits. Duh! If I walk in the door because I'm trying to stay loyal to you, you better give me something for being there. Not something I will eventually attain. Um, exclusive experiment, experiences, yeah. You should be talking to me about why my relationship with you gives me something different than somebody that just happened to stumble across you. Um, and then uh, uh, loyalty rewarded with more personalized service. Again, it goes back to you have the, D- the CRM database. You should have already done this work, like you said, it's like it should already be happening. I should already walk into the hotel, and yeah, you know, I have fluffy feather pillows, and you know that I like this water or whatever it is that it, you're offering. You should already have that relationship with me tuned into your operation. Then Marriott goes over, and here's the one that blows me away Marriott says, best rate guarantee. guarantee no shit. I know. <laughs> so, well, and, and it's Uh-huh. That's right, guarantee. It's like, right,
3: we aren't going to jack around with you
2: the way we jack around with other people. Even just for them to we, say that is is back right. ass words, you know? And, yeah, then, and then
3: Marriott Mobile, it's like, well, okay, you have a mobile, so that should be standing on its own that somebody really wants that because they're going to get some value on Free Wi Fi, that's just.
2: That's going to blow back up in their face. I mean, right now, the expectation with everything is it's as as basic as whether or not I have a bathroom in my hotel room. You should have Wi-Fi. I should have access to it. Now, if I want to have better access, I understand because it costs you more money to give me that. I'm okay with that. But just to be able to get onto your Wi-Fi so I don't have to use my data plan, you should be giving that to me. So I think that's going to blow back at them uh, pretty hard. uh,
3: And then access and experiences. Oh, we can give you exclusive events of NFL, Super Bowl, Universal... group concerts, it's like, right, and Starwood's been doing that forever. And well, Starwood yeah. wasn't doing it American Express. American, American Express was doing it, yeah. In
0: conjunction yeah. with their card and things yep. like that. Right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, and, and but I, think it's, I think what's funny is, is um, I, again, this isn't a movement. I think what it is is the brand's caught up in their ability to invest in technology to do these things mm-hmm. um, at a time that the
1: market also was upswinging. So they can become and can make moves and noise like this, you know, you can afford to pay the license for the Rolling Stones song, um, mm-hmm. you know, and you can make a big deal about it. So it's, it's
0: opportunistic, but it's good because let's not forget where it slipped back. The other way was during, uh, the great recession when Priceline That's became Priceline became the blackstone basically of, of OTAs. Mm. Um, and, and I mean, if you really think about that, it was because they were perfectly positioned for frugal. So they sucked in a lot of corporate travel. They sucked in a lot of entrepreneurs who were traveling because everyone just needed to save money. They didn't care anymore about where they stayed. They just needed to go do what they had to do with the cheapest way possible to lessen their risk. Now we're on the other side of that coin. The brands are pulling back the power, which they should. They should be taking this opportunity. If you look at
2: the Hilton Honors app, um, it's a great mobile app. Yes. Uh, now, did, they yeah. They did a great job with it. the UI on It's amazing. And I have a reason to keep it. Why? Because I can unlock a door with it.
0: Because yep. I can pick my room with it. They actually yeah. created compelling reasons to deserve staying on yeah. my device. Mm-hmm. Uh, where before, it was literally, it, was, it wasn't it was even as compelling as a Costco. Membership no. no. To no. be in these loyalty programs. I'm, and so it wasn't loyalty in the true sense of the word. Like it wasn't earned. It was loyalty of convenience. Just like, yeah, right now I'm loyal to JetBlue. Why am I loyal to JetBlue? Because the two places I go on a
2: regular basis, JetBlue's got the best flights. Right. Yeah. As soon as I don't have to go to those places
0: on a regular basis, I'll become
2: loyal to who? United. Yeah. Right. Well, whoever it is. I got American Airlines because of Dallas. It's one of those things like if you're going to right. want to get in and yeah. out, you got to go where the ride is. But 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 to your right. point too is like. When the apps first came out, it was just really a membership portal. It really wasn't anything, and it really wasn't providing any benefit. You, you, In order to even use anything, you had to be a member. Marriott had that same problem. You had to be a member, and all it did was tell you your reward points, and it would tell you where hotels are at. Well, I already have functioned much better someplace else. You're not giving me any value at it. I like the, the direction of some of the conversations with it where as they get better knowledge of you in their CM database, they can have those apps use proximity indicators to saying, hey, you love sushi. Guess what? You are walking by one of the better sushi places that our hotel will ever recommend. You're going to be able to tailor those experiences now. That's going to be a huge other value add when it comes to the mobile usage because now you're telling me even more of a reason why I should keep the darn thing open. Well,
0: and the other thing is is that they're getting smart with this, which means they can also get one-to-one pricing,
2: which I've been waiting for forever. Yep. Um, you guys are in the industry,
0: so I'm sure you sometimes do the same thing. But when a client of mine comps me a room when I'm not there for them, I feel compelled to spend money on property. Like I wanna be right. So that same psychology exists when you feel like you were treated special. Your purse is a little bit
1: looser when you're on Mm -hmm. property. They now have the ability, they had the ability to track this, they now have the ability to real-time action it. Uh,
0: so one-to-one pricing, understanding that Ed, whenever he goes to Las Vegas, spends about three times what his room rate would have been whenever we comp him. Great. Comp Ed every time because Ed right. doesn't have to pay for the hotel room because Ed's going to pay three times as much on property. But when right. Ed's paying premium, he pays half, he spends half of mm-hmm. what he spends Well, and I said total I, aggregate.
2: I think, but that, the-
3: but that starts getting tricky though when you're a hotel group where all of a sudden, okay, they're staying at the you know, the courtyard or the Hampton Inn, you know, at the north end of the airport versus, you know, that's where they're, they're piling up the points and then they want to consume them somewhere else. And that whole fragmentation of owners, management companies, brands makes it a little trickier than the Vegas example.
2: Yeah, right? David. Uh, David from products. from Complus informs Up, uh, He says Google My Business, Google Start Page, location-based push data—it's all coming, building into your Android. Yeah, Android and and iPhone for that matter. I would I would say that both platforms are—they're all growing up. And and Layla, who's with us. Thank you, Layla. Uh, she made the comment of can't open the door with cell phone better in the last uh, at last than five years from now. Um, right. You know, either uh, David had brought up a, com- a topic of conversation that he might join us if, uh, on as a chair if he want. We want to bring it up. He made a mention. I didn't realize this. Groupon created directory listings for businesses that might not want to be associated with Groupon, and uh, they created a discount association. I wasn't really familiar with that. And see, he got David to join us. Hold on, let's get David on. <laughs> <laughs> we baited Groupon him into some the-
3: very interesting, very interesting things the <laughs> scene, from, a, from an SEO band.
4: Search, search results.
2: David, welcome. Hi. I'm
4: hanging out in the background just
2: lurking. We had to beat you. Yeah, we, 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 had to, we had to beat you into the conversation. Thank you for joining on this. Please, I don't know much about what you refer to, so I'd love to get a little bit more understanding about it.
4: Sure. So about like the address the phone number the website URL and then a machine automatically created a description that they're calling for their editor from their editors but it's actually the same phrases they've repackaged in different orders mm. for a businesses in the same sector mm-hmm. regardless of whether or not like many of these descriptions are completely wrong for many of these businesses because they just automatically created them yeah um suddenly someone's googling your restaurant right under that restaurant's URL, like in the search results they might see a Groupon page for that restaurant Hmm. and in my opinion it creates a false association that your restaurant or hotel has run Groupons in the
1: past which by the way, I just want to put it out there you should never run
0: a Groupon (laughs) 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 all you're doing is
4: training consumer that if you're patient, you'll get a real prices. or yeah. half. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's, that's, right. Right. that's The yeah. thing about it is that most consumers know that. So if they see that there's a on page for your business, they might think that if I just wait, a Groupon might appear for your business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, Groupon doesn't see A review
3: site. I'm like, no, you're not. You are association to deep discounting, right? Yeah. Cool. With with a, with a customer profile, which gives them access, hypothetically, to these special rates. So that kind of brings in the other side of this discussion of these special rates for the um you know, for these closed groups. Um, yeah. So can they decide? Well, we're gonna get. You know, we're going to get. Uh, from somebody, we're on a 50-50 revenue share, whatever that may be, and we will saw off some of our margin to undercut it by a dollar, two dollars mm-hmm. you know, a night, something like that. Yeah, it's not a fifty percent discount,
1: but it's cheaper. And yeah, and yeah. this is again why you should never work with them. I, I can't say that enough. Like mm-hmm. there are businesses that the only time I've ever done business with them was when they ran a 60-70% off group and Love the experience, but just can't
0: justify right. going again because we got this experience for this price point. You set the yep. value proposition, yep. you over it. that's great, but you told me that you were willing to over deliver for less. Yep. So, you know, you shouldn't be associated with them, you should be reporting them to everyone to the FTC, you should be reporting them to your local politicians, you should be reporting them uh, to Google like just go nuts and report them everywhere and eventually uh, someone will care mm-hmm. uh, and it'll start getting squashed
4: so like I said I was back I mean, on the phone with them and they refused to bring the page down it was right. only me yelling and screaming at them but they actually made the page empty so they took out all the editorial content but the
1: page will still exist and they're mm-hmm. like uh, within our legal rights and you can't right. Well, that goes, and it's heard. It's your legal rights to
0: squat and wait for them to make the mistake and not renew
1: their URL and buy yep. it. And it's your legal right to buy URLs that
2: are group or group it and you know things like that. Dashes and between words and yes.
0: Right. Um, so I mean, it, it, that is not going to last, uh, and we've seen it. We've seen this happen with other businesses that did scammy things. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they quickly do get swift justice uh, especially now in the days that you have activists on the internet that when they find out a business doing something like this they tend to take uh, vigilante justice Mm
1: -hmm. Um, (laughs) you know uh, groupon should should be careful with that because they are considered you know the glut of uh silicon valley and like
0: everything that you know everyone hates on that stuff um so they should be aware that if they do make the wrong person angry to spend free time on the dark web, uh, they're probably gonna end up on the other end of uh, you know, some some yeah. bad you know yeah. denial of service attacks and things like that. But
3: again, on the other on the other side, and I completely agree, the whole squatting thing is, is horrible. But you look at Kayak, right? Kayak, when they had the book through you know, initially the book through kayak initiative you know two years before instant booking on TripAdvisor, what were they doing? They were using Travelocity and World Choice Travel. Coming I mean, like, wait, we don't have what right. is going on with this stuff and yeah, you know, there it goes so that whole onward you know distribution of a,
1: oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> exactly hey. you want the best example oh that. man Tariqo that too. yeah yeah Taking prices for traditional uh, tour operators and selling it to otas
3: yeah uh, Tariqo, yeah you know, get a room all these guys they have huge huge bed bank businesses Ooh. and they do they'll sell it to whoever and certainly in many cases uh, Groups like Expedia, they're arbitraging the the source of this, you know, this content. Where should they book it? And the hotels have no idea where it's coming from. No, I mean, there's no. no. There's as much transparency on that side as there is from an OTA. Of exactly
2: well, it just takes any wholesaler. You know it takes from. any wholesaler to throw up a portal site and just hack out their wholesale rates. I mean, you're constantly chasing people like that down as to wh- where the hell that come from. I and mean, you find out it's from a wholesale contract, and you're okay. like, how'd that pull it? You know? Except having been with a wholesaler through,
3: yeah. The, the global things like that, even before that, the number of major hotel groups who completely gutted their compliance decisions, because I, I was heading all of that at Mark Travel, and we were the Boy Scouts when it came to it. I mean, we were, by the book, doing it right, and then, and our scanning software, we're going, what the hell are you doing over here? You know, do you want us to do that? Yeah. You know, here are three other people who are completely selling these net rates a la carte. not right do you want us to do that because that's the way we're going to compete because all of a sudden our guarantees in terms of volumes and things like that are being eroded by mm-hmm. people who are breaking your rules right? yeah. And it's a,
1: yeah and it's it's a rough situation but if you don't if you don't have folks
3: looking at that and evaluating it that's tough and right now the OTAs are stacked up on their rate scanning software to really drill down into the properties and really figure out what's going on where the hotel groups aren't even close. The yeah. individual mean, properties aren't even close to being
2: able to see I was gonna I was gonna Robert I was gonna blame you that we lost David because you got talking. But you know what? He just said that no, he had to go answer calls. <laughs> I was like, Wow Wow Robert, you yeah. kicked him off man. You, yeah. you, just, you started talking, he just you start talking he disappeared. But but you know, but one one thing that David just to bring up since David's still listening to this in the background with this is that Um, It brings up a whole issue about citation work. People don't even understand what citation work is. You know, I get people to go over and and, and ask simplistic questions like, well, I I don't show up for this on Google Maps. And I show them the rat's nest of who's feeding who for data in the world. And it's not getting any thinner. You know, it was kind of fun at the beginning to see it. It's like the old Bruce Clay back in the day where Bruce Clay would say where everybody was getting their search engine data from. You know, and then they finally finalized out that everybody went off the map and it was just Google and Bing maybe, but you know, uh, uh, ask is in the in the far side corner or something. But now with, with local uh, with local data, it's no less a rat nest. I mean, no matter what with, with Google with the business manager program or whatever have you, there's still all these insulatory data sources out there that are feeding each other that have nothing to do with Google's aggregation. It's 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 you know, info USA and, and all these others that are just they're still feeding all these app API polls and stuff. And it's, oh, yeah. it's, it's terrible. And what's happening now is that there's a whole new breed of squatters out there that are hijacking local citation work. And you don't show up for whom you are. The phone number that's on the local listing isn't yours, and the website that's in there isn't it. But somebody was smart enough to be able to claim it because they were able to know how to put the phone number in that confirmed the card. You know, and that's just right. stuff that people don't realize that all of a sudden, why is their competitor getting business? But it also goes back to the domain stuff. One of the domains, whenever I would buy a domain around a hotel name or whatever the business was, whatever their name was sucks.com was always one that i bought yeah. because there was oh, always somebody that could grab I me mean, uh, i learned that from ford Ford suckscom was actually had more traffic than ford.com years back <laughs> <laughs> you know it got more you know traffic from it. i mean marriott with one t is still a, a higher search term than it is with two t's i mean little quirks yeah, like that we, we were mapping out one of the large brand sites to understand how they do their structure and everything. Accidentally, did what would be a popular misspelling of their name and ended up on an Expedia affiliate. Uh, yeah. And oh, yeah. So we, ended, we sent
0: it to them saying, hey, we found this.
2: Um, yeah. You know. Well, now, trademarking trademarking is just as important in the sense of timeline as it is your domain acquisition because I get squatters that are getting domains as similar with dashes and what have you. Unless you got trademarked your term, they have every right to have the domain that they have. I mean, I had them where they would mimic, they would ghost the entire website. And make it look like theirs, and it would drive to the affiliate link, you know, and and just bleed that way. And you do a cease and desist, cease and desist, and and then they would be mean and they would put your competitor up on that site just to go over and, you know, and and just stupid things like that that you had to fight with because of all this this cracks in the armor kind of stuff. But all right. Um, I think we covered that one pretty well. I mean, unless you want to hit the TripAdvisor, uh, direct or non direct for CPC, CPM. my,
3: My only question on that is what is a direct booking, right? Because when you look at TripAdvisor, now getting instant booking. Oh no, that's not direct, right? Because you can't put in a you can't put in a frequent guest number or anything like that. That's that's definitely an assisted OTA style book. Oh, but wait, when I'm over here in traditional meta search, yeah, it passes to my site. Is that a direct booking? Oh, if it comes off the coupon code off the top, those are direct or not? It's still the same channel, slightly different. I don't know. Your thoughts? oh Is, it, is, is direct versus indirect purely? Well, I think it's misleading. Model, I don't think they should put it as direct. It should just be favorite channel. Yeah. You get this if you are a member and you book through a favorite channel. Yeah. Like, it, because then you get rid of this problem, mm-hmm. right? And it gives you flexibility that someone
0: comes to you and says, "You know what? You won, so we still want money from you, so we'll advertise to this, but it won't. Your cost to it won't be near what you pay us right now. Mm-hmm. You want to be able to take that deal." 'Cause at some point the week will fall. They're not all gonna get acquired. So on their way down, you may be able to gain some great benefit by having the flexibility to do that and not be married to it and being booked direct. Um and I think they should be cautious with that too, because again, you know, the government is starting to look at, you know, truth in advertising and looking at things like this where it's like, Is it really just booked direct or are there others? And what decides that? Um well, so And if you have frequent guests who don't really know it and they're out on TripAdvisor looking, well, no, we aren't going to show them that, right? Yeah, sort of thing. Even if you can identify and that sort of thing, it's in it. Yeah. Well, the other problem problem is is, uh, not all the brands deserve Book Direct. Uh, I'm currently looking for a holiday destination for my young children and my wife and I to go to. I don't care where it is as long as it's on the ocean in Florida. Certain level. Uh, right. All the best content where I found out about that was TripAdvisor's content. I then go to
1: the brand.com representation of that page, and it's the most sorry oh for my content God. Yeah. I've ever seen, with absolutely no mention
0: to family friendly things like that. Like It looks worse than what you're seeing put out there for these long tail hotels. Mm-hmm. Like, where you're seeing, you know, um, like mm-hmm. SiteMinder does a really nice site for long tail hotels that has almost no content in it. And I'm seeing this on major brands, yeah. like uh oh, big properties. And the OTA's got better content because they spent time on it. TripAdvisor built landing yeah. pages to talk about traveling with a toddler in Florida and yep. listed yep. this hotel on it. And like so that's the other thing. You want to get people to book direct, earn it. Yeah. So it's not just earn it through price, earn it by doing best job of
3: selling yourself. Well, and getting back to, uh, or to start it off with, with the email, you develop this great landing page, and it passes through, well, yeah, to your website. Your website better be consistent with that, where you have some sort of persona or channel where you can deal with them. You go, these are people traveling with small children. Then you get into the booking engine, and I mean, so many of these just go to the, just blank page. And, and it's some, of them, some of them, some of them do. Well, like Hilton,
0: have you ever ended up on any of their local sites? Yeah, so like
2: report, longer, yeah the local. Hilton, Hilton Hawaiian Village comes up on any family-friendly travel search because right? mm-hmm. they are the coolest hotel to go to with your kids. Uh,
1: if you go to their local site, it's really well done. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's the epitome of what it should be. Uh,
0: this other brand, um, I've never been fond of their website anyways because like they, they give premium placement to the fact that there's an iron in the room. Um,
2: <laughs> well, wow. That's very – that's, that's <laughs> People who like I look for that. that. It, if it isn't or in the things amenities things. list, I just, that's, yeah, I'm well, off the site. That's not, it's got to yeah. be there. <laughs> right. They yeah, actually, I think. Color TV too. Color TV. Yeah. Color TV. Yes. Color Air conditioning. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. 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 Got to have uh, that. <laughs> but
0: this was a, this was a four star hotel that had like a river and all this cool stuff that you.
3: site nothing. well that's because uh, they thought they were doing well because somebody told them from an SEO perspective they had to have at least 700 so they did something <laughs> the- we got an extra we are doing good but, but,
2: yeah, but but, terms. Yeah, but, okay. but but Ed, to your point, it's, it's 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 a forgotten entity. It's 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 the it's the effort of least resistance. They do the minimalist of anything as a satisfaction to answer to somebody else within their organization without the real reason why it should be done. They don't look at the fact that this is the the trail down to the breadcrumbs of detail that makes you the defining difference of why your success of your channel exists. It's because you put the the work into it as a right. mi- as a as a mind twisting thought to this process. Going to Google Analytics, we have our attribution strings. And this goes back to your TripAdvisor statement, Robert, about whether it's a direct channel or not. And in the attribution string, we, d- we have determination of whether it's a paid con- contribution, then social contribution, then organic contribution. And it tells us what the progressions were that created the certain conversions. Hey, we have another cat. Yeah, it's <laughs> a cat who
1: wants to look out
2: the window. Uh, yes, yeah, is and is upset that your window is not open while doing it. Exactly. But nobody, but nobody really looks at their marketing attribution <laughs> string. They don't go over and look at what contributed from where from a channel. Yeah, yeah. You know, Robert, you just need to do that and not I be in the picture. Yeah, you just you – just, yeah. <laughs> cats on show. But, yes. but very few organizations actually take a marketing attribution string. They don't look at the right. G-Analytics and see it wasn't just that one connection coming from TripAdvisor. Where did it feed to TripAdvisor by the time it got to it? What were the contributing channels to it that made them create the rate, the marketing strategy by, based on attribution? No, they really don't break it down that way as much. And, I, and I, I would challenge to think that some people should look at their their attribution from a marketing channel perspective and see whether or not TripAdvisor should be considered as a direct channel because, uh, to your point, you know what? You win. You got it. You drove us the business. Okay, we'll give you credit for that, and we'll make sure that we keep amplifying that because how much of that business do I want compared well, to no business? Yeah. Well, I mean, look at the-
0: And they come in, and hey, once we get them, then they stick with maybe that's a good entry
2: point. and Yes, we want to acquire a customer and keep them. What <laughs> lifetime value? That's well, crazy I talk. That far. On, <laughs> that's crazy ahead. talk, Robert. That's just great. Uh, yeah. Dave Tropagna, yeah. he said, uh, oh. uh, it makes people's heads oh. hurt trying to attribute sales to organization uh, to origination, and even though they get uh, so much value from that breadcrumb trail. So, yes, David's agreeing with us. but I also think we're talking about a more advanced yes. Uh,
0: channels of marketing because you're a large entity, you should be a master of this space. Yes,
2: you should know where and how yeah. much and whether you want it and how much do you want and how much you want to spend for it and know and those and numbers hacks, very well
4: Hacks like us shouldn't have this much <laughs> to say about it. Well,
0: here's something I, But I'll tell you what not to do Okay, so I, I
3: actually went, because Ed mentioned the Hilton Hawaiian Village local page, I thought, oh yeah, yeah they, they do a good job, so I pulled it up, right? And that's fine. And they do. And actually, if you go to Google, you put in Hilton Wine Village, the, the local page comes up above the Hilton page, which is great. That should happen. So you go there. What did I get? I got this great big, you know, interstitial. It says stop clicking around. Book here to get the lowest price anywhere. So start saving, right? And it's I can either close it or book now. So it's like, oh, well, I'll click book now. That's the call to action. I think that's what they want me to do. So I click on it. What do I get? I get a white resorts page for that hotel. Reservation summary, step two of five, because they're deeply linking me into it. There are no rooms available for the 23rd of March, which is tonight, for tomorrow for a one-night stay. View available dates. It is the worst possible experience of doing exactly what they wanted me to do. The challenge is (laughs) when you're you're infusing when you're infusing
0: uh, the brand.com strategy into what should be an aspirational yep. site um, you have to do that carefully um, you know I think when you get past that pop over which let's face it the stop clicking around will die down mm-hmm. uh, the site itself I actually think does a very good job oh, especially yeah. when you consider hotels that deserve their own local sites mm-hmm. um, you know because I went and looked at uh, and I'll call them out uh, the one I'm making fun of is a high-end Uh, on the uh, west coast of Florida, and, like, the TripAdvisor had me sold on them. So I'm like, great, let's go to Hyatt's page, and it was really bad, like, uh, really bad. No pictures, no mention of family. But then you go to, like, you go to the Ritz-Carlton, Amelia Island, which is known as, like, an amazing
1: place to bring your kids. You go to Mm -hmm. the Breakers, uh, which I don't understand what families go to the Breakers. It's not someone I know. Do uh, well, you want them to, to experience high tea? Their,
0: their lowest, their lowest rate for a single
2: like room was like seven hundred and fifty dollars yeah. off
0: season. Yeah. Who brings their kids to an experience that costs that much?
2: Okay. Well, but those yeah. people. Those people. They probably just send the kids. They don't go themselves. They just send the kids so they can have their own vacation. Yeah. We're we're okay. Um, uh, go ahead. But yeah.
0: So I mean, so I look at this, and and this just continues. This is why Tripadvisor exists. Mm-hmm are put in the effort. This is why Groupon may be at the start of their version of that. So they're building the framework initially to start building the traffic. Then as the traffic is attributed, are they going to start building out higher quality content? And guess what? The people who are building that content have probably never stepped foot on the property, and yet they're building quality content. Mm-hmm. What does this say about where investment should be made? If you're really concerned about booking direct, investment should be made in understanding what kind of content you should be serving.
2: Yeah. On a sidebar, where are you looking on the west coast of Florida? Oh so, the East, oh, so you're going to go East Coast side. You're going to go Boca East Coast no, side? I didn't care. I didn't care if it nah. was East or West. Um, so, I mean, we were looking at Ritz-Sarasota,
0: Ritz-Amelia Island, because they have good uh-huh. kids stuff. Yep. Uh, we were looking at um, Tradewinds, Island Grand, and St. Pete. Yep, St. Pete Beach, no? yeah. We won't yep. stay at the Don Cesar because it's haunted. Um, <laughs> <my> wife, <laughs>
2: plus, the plus rooms that. are really small. The rooms are really small. It's an old hotel. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, and, and I looked at a bunch, because... Exactly. Right. Um, you know, so like, uh, we like the shores in Daytona. Uh, we, we do that a lot, though, uh, because they have cabana rooms. Yeah. So literally, right
0: outside your door, you're on the pool, on
2: the ocean. Sam Pearl Clearwater Beach. If you haven't already s- looked at Sam yeah. Pearl, um, it didn't have enough. I have, so I have a two year old. Mm. So it, it like, oh, uh, yeah. Looking very, very, I need a playground. Yeah. No uh, Lumbo Key Club. Lumbo Key Club's yeah, the one that got at, kids with. Uh, so two and
0: two and, so the five year old's easy because every kids club takes a five year old. She's gonna have a class. Right. Yeah, we're bringing her a friend. But I was thinking about this from a travel perspective, and I'm like, yeah, you know what? I don't care where I stay. I just want right. The There's certain
2: things you want right. Experience. No brand, no it. brand, no brand, is, no brand. Yep.
0: That is what
3: travelers want, and right. right, and they get hung up on all the loyalty points and things like that. And it's like, right, okay, so you're, you know, Hilton or Marriott member. It's like, well, yeah, but I, that's fine. Yes, maybe I could go burn my points someplace.
1: It for something else, and what's the cool thing right. for
3: them? Mm-hmm. I, I won't right. be do this, <laughs> this. I want yeah. it out there. Right, because going won't this, worth it. <laughs>
1: and how many hours have you spent researching it and how many sites? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's my right. point too many because you I know where to go. Like I have yeah. nowhere
4: to go for information, and the information yeah. I want is not there. Right. But, um,
2: and, but more importantly, it, it may be there, but it's buried in, in pieces in different places. It's not put right. together under the context that you want to see. It's like, hey what is it if i'm traveling with a 2 year old or a 5 year old or a 4 year old or a 7 year old tell me what i need to know that i'm interested in like yes your your kids program will take my 2 year old you know that kind of stuff questions that and nobody really tailors down to that as well as they should You're, i absolutely agree with you that they it's all the have context weird, weird well you know and and color tvs and heated pools all good stuff <laughs> <It's Florida. laughs> i love it it, it, it's a bizarre, but you know, that used to be one of the monocams that, that, we, that we'd always joke about. It's like on the street side sign, it's like you know, blah 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 heated pool. And like you said, in Florida, really, you want to say it's a heated pool, all pools in Florida are heated. Guess what? For not because it has a heater attached to it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> it just only steps from the fact that we normally rent a house on Island, we this year. I love Anna Maria Island. Mm. Long, so Anna Maria like, yeah. Oh, it's amazing. I love yeah. Anna Maria Island. Yeah. Uh, so now I'm like trying to just scramble to find Experience. How about Marco Island? Did you check down there at the Marriott and the Hilton down there? We, it's kind of far. Yeah, yeah so yeah. we're north of Orlando. Um, so you, mm-hmm. know, Boca yeah. Resorts, about the furthest we'll go, Marco. Because listen, if I didn't care how far we we're going to go, we'd just go to the Keys. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just go yeah. down to Key West. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so, uh, so, last so, points, well, which we don't have to. And just out on there, and
3: then you know what some people are is, can you find these sites? You find something like a child bambino or something like that who specialize in traveling with kids, right. and that's that's great. They can give you some really good insider tips and things like that. But again, yeah. finding the good ones versus the bad ones, which are just you know quasi affiliate sites, is a uh, yeah you know, fraught with peril.
2: Yeah. yeah. Um, just because we're running up to an hour now, uh, which obviously shows that we can talk just about anything we want to for as long <laughs> as we want to. <laughs> <laughs> and we won't go over because Tim's not here. Which is uh, no 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 yeah. And Tim if you watch this in replay it's Robert said that and we mean it we mean it we're just not going over because you're not here. Um I must be doing something good with the Facebook gods cuz supposedly Facebook live was supposed to only last 30 minutes and the entire almost hour session has been going live this whole time. Wow. So and, and what I've done is I aim it towards the other screen uh, that's playing us in the in the in the, in the Brady Bunch squares um, so that you so can does it end up being a Effect. Like when you hold a mirror to a mirror, is it just endless Laurens? Yeah, well, yo know, I did kind of angle it that way. I just, it's Laurens page going, yeah. You know. No, it's uh, it's, it's just us over there, and it, so that'll play back just the whole show. Because it's weird to have me just talk and have it aimed at me and be like, "Well, well, who's he talking to? What the hell is this?" So at least it gets the text in there too and stuff. But uh, Bob Gilbert, HSMI has uh, joined us. If he's still with us over there, he's been with really? us for much over there for the whole time, so well, he's gotten to see a little bit. Well, we're getting getting kind of a higher grade of listeners. Yeah, we're. we're we're coming out of the slums. Uh, yeah, yeah, and then Layla popped through, which was really great. Layla's brilliant. Um, but the uh, one thing I want to throw up, it, it was just the last category, which was uh, techniques that we uh, don't have much time. Or if we want to, we can talk about. But I'm, I'm on this kick right now of debunking agency uh, reliance. I don't know why. I'm turning into the anti of the agency, I guess, or something. But it's just this this whole accountability of agencies being relied upon as the authority by default. Yeah, I know. Agency accountability. I know, but, you really know, to call them out, on, go, hey, look, trip. you know. You mean, outside of, you mean outside of billing? Well, yeah, of course. Now, billing is totally different, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's agency accounting. That is very, very, very important. Very critical point uh, to it. But, yeah, this was just the article that I was in reference to about being able to know what the five basic uh, calculations are of measuring your PPC. So that you just don't take the agency's word for it. You can actually look and say, give me these two numbers so I can see that the money being spent is actually giving me a return that I want to consider as, as a success of measurement. So we so don't is like, AdWords still a thing. <laughs> you know, yeah, a little I've bit. Not, I've not, been on the consumer marketing side in a long time. Um, oh yeah. No, like I was one of
0: yeah. the first users of AdWords. I was getting Orlando hotels for about 35 cents. Yeah, bag. not anymore. No, um, no, I <laughs> <it's>
1: <laughs>
2: Yeah, bad. yeah uh, no. it's still a thing. Oh, by, oh yeah. Oh, by far. Yeah. Especially, well, what's changed now is with Google taking the right rail out, and now keeping it where it's a single column, six, six ads on top, and then their HPA programs, and then anything else Google wants to tell you before they let anybody else tell you, um, <laughs> which is pretty much down to page three by the time it gets there. But the, but the pricing for those positions, of course, has is, is gone up a, a good chunk, especially for a lot of the, uh, the top of the funnel kind of stuff. But, uh, but their behavioral stuff is getting better because you know, they're, they're, they've allowed for custom audiences like Facebook now too. So you have the ability to be better tailored with your adword campaigns than just the general broadcasting of them. So, uh, and yeah, it's going well. Targeting I mean, yeah. like yeah. yeah. is amazing. Yeah, custom audiences. Yeah, it's just yeah. crazy. And, and, uh, yeah. One question: Any anybody click on the bottom ads on Google though? Because you got the top three, but then you've got three at the bottom. single There's two yeah. that ride down there. Yeah, there's two that ride down there, and I no no. That spam conversion number. Yeah. that That's if you run out of any other interest, you just hope that you know, you're throwing the dice on. But yeah, no. It's, your, your, your thumb slipped <laughs> Damn it. I'm next. As always, I have to thank my uh, co-host, uh, Mr. Robert Cole from Rock Cheetah, uh, our joining of Mr. Edward at St. Ange. I never really, I always known him as Ed, so I never know how to say his last name, uh, with Flip 2. And then we had a guest as also David, David Kutcher, um, So we appreciate everyone's participation during our Blabcast this past Wednesday. It's a lot more fun, a lot more interactive on Blab.com. You're more than welcome always uh, to come in and participate as a guest. We have three chairs always open. Um, You can join live via video and make it look like uh, the Brady Bunch where there's four speakers on the same screen. And there's always the text column to the right-hand side in which you can join the conversation and ask questions that way. We also um, take questions from Twitter. Uh, during the Blabcast, so that if you feel that you want to ask those questions uh, via Twitter, you can do that as well. So great topics, as always, on the Blabcast. It doesn't mean that we'll always do the Blabcast for the podcast, but the content has been exceptionally good and timely. And rather than try to recreate it, as we mentioned earlier in the, in the podcast, it's best to just to take it out of uh, the Blabcast and drop it in. Uh, Next time, I'll make sure, though, if I do do that, I'll get the entire recording rather than missing a piece of it as we had done this time. So we hope you get to join us for the Blabcast uh, Wednesdays at 1230 Central Time on Blab.im. You can look for the hashtag hospitality, hashtag digital marketing, or hashtag HSMAI. And it's also under the categories of marketing, business, and social media. And you can always look it under my name of Lauren Gray, username of at Lauren, L-O-R-E-N, Gray. Well, that concludes our podcast for this week. It is a rather lengthy one because we added the Blabcast in there of being about an hour. We thank you for your time. We thank you for your attention. We thank you for your interest. And we look forward to you joining us next week on This Week in Hospitality Digital Marketing.
1: You have been listening
0: to the Hospitality Digital Marketing Podcast with Lauren Gray, presented by the Digital Marketing Council of HSMAI. The Hospitality Sales and Marketing Association International. All views expressed are those of the host and his guests, and do not reflect upon HSNAI or the sponsors of the podcast. Podcast and its content is protected by international copyrights. Any use not authorized by hospitalitydigitalmarketing dot is in violation.